Guys, remember how we talked about Tom Brady retiring last year on the pod? Well, he retired again, baby. Oh, yeah, I saw that. At on the game. same day as last year. It was the same day as um, last year. We wasted our uh, our eloquence about Tom Brady last year, so we're not going to really say much. Um, oh, what I'm going to say is that, man, it's really got to suck to leave your supermodel wife and then not win a Super Bowl. I mean, he already has seven of them. Or even a playoff. Yeah, but, you know, he was still banging a supermodel when he won those seven. <laughs> What's he going to do? I bet you, I bet you, I bet you Giselle's going to get sole custody. Especially imagine, after, imagine I think that might be why he retired, and Jonathan. your supermodel wife, you know? He Super might retire. Supermodel. Super Bowl. Super <laughs> I got to go Super Bowl. I got to, I got to go with that. I got to do it. Cue the music. Don't cue the music. <laughs> Welcome to Pop Culture Quintessentials with Cube. I'm Ruben Kiros. I am one third with I'm one third with Cubed. And I'm being joined by Jacob Kiros, another third of Cubed. And JQ, the last third of Cubed. Alright, and this episode, uh, we're mainly just gonna talk about uh the big announcement that came out of DC Studios the other day. Uh James Gunn got out and finally announced his initial plans for the DCU that he and Peter Safran are building for their uh, reboot. And we're going to just go through that stuff. I think our best course of action is perhaps just to list all of them out first and then talk about, you know, I don't think, because, I mean, some of these things I don't think we can talk about individually all that much. Why? Because we're not comic experts? Yeah. yeah. We're not the authority on on these matters. Well, okay, first big piece of news that came out of this We're is not basically the authority on this matter. That's so funny. You don't even know what that comic is. I've never heard of it. I think That's I used typical James Gunn. I think when I ran out of toilet paper one day, I, I like in a comic. No. Alright. So the first thing they announced <laughs> was uh that basically anything that isn't part of the DCU is gonna be strictly labeled as DC Elseworlds, which will be the sequel to Todd Phillips Joker. Eh. Uh, the Batman universe stuff with Matt Reeves, which I'm really curious how far that's actually going to go at this point, um, especially because they announced another Batman movie. I don't know if they're going to have two Batman running around at once. I feel like that would be confusing <laughs> and like cause burnout. I wouldn't um, mind. And then any of the animated series that are on TV, so like uh, Teen Titans Go, which is still on, um, would also be labeled T uh, DC Elseworlds. Um, I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Uh, them actually having, like, a label for Elseworlds stories. And do you think they'll use it more? Or will I it just Marvel be for this Batman doing stuff? that shit, bro. Yeah? I hope Marvel learns something from that shit. Not everything like, has please. to be connected? Yes! Yeah. Like, actually, I'm done with all this connection. Like, it's it's just, like... It's overwhelming, bro. Just the amount of freaking connect... Like, the connectivity of films, bro, in Marvel. You know what I mean? The amount of stuff that directors need to connect to somehow or, like, actually do in the film doesn't allow them to be creative. You know what I mean? It's limiting their creativity. It's forcing them to work in, like, a freaking, I don't know, an outline. You know what I mean? They have to, like, confine themselves to to, to something. And it's, it's, it's just, I don't know. 
It's suffocating. Yeah, you know, Marvel's Marvel's continuity at this point is like I, I believe it's the fourth book of Genesis, where it's like Phase Four. No, oh, shut up! <laughs> it's the fourth or fifth book of Genesis where it's they're like, in Phase Five now, where it's like Abram begot Josahim, and Josahim begot Ma- Malakith, and Malakith begot Lahomo, uh, and Lahomo begot oh. Lot, and Lot begot. It's just, just like it's like this entire lineage of useless information so that like you, you know what I, I, I think marvel's biggest problem which i hope dc does differently under gun is the adherence to the the formula so to speak um i guess like most filmmakers are kind of forced to like work within this specific type of movie yeah. like if you watch a marvel movie you've watched i there's different ones obviously but especially mm-hmm. lately Besides Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, it kind of feels like everything is similar, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. Yeah. I know precisely what you mean. I know exactly. It's, it, what everything you mean. has the same stakes, and nothing is like unique. You know what I mean? I feel like is a thing. Like the I don't know. Spider Man's the other one. The I feel like formula. they escaped. Yeah. It's always the same formula of having a villain. The villain has like a you know he presents a freaking world ending threat or something and yeah. then after that the hero thwarts the the villain like in the end you know what i mean it's the I mean, same that's just the hero that's... Time. and there's barely any consequences you know what i mean that's that's the part that pisses me off the most there's no consequences why am i watching the movie if nothing is going to change why am i watching it jacob have you thought about this every day that you wake up very little things change all right why are you alive right now huh why are you living what is your impact on this world or the storyline, huh? What are you doing? Bringing <laughs> oxygen. I am changing the molecules in the air. <laughs> your life has no purpose. You should kill yourself now. <laughs> to be fair, though, to Marvel, I feel like most of these issues with the formula are coming with the TV shows. I feel like the movies are still doing, for the most part, like I love Chong chi uh spider-man was really good and i like i said black panther but then like some of the other stuff lately and eh. yeah. like thor and eh. dr strange which i liked a little bit more and eh. that was such a strong eh for me yeah i know me you're and my, my roommate and i walked out just like that wasn't very good was it <laughs> <laughs> also yeah also all the freaking shows those are all eh, bro. Like the recent ones that have come out. I the mean, ones in the last. Okay, but the like, only God good damn. one from last year was Moon. The only great one from last year was Moon Knight. Everything else was, and Moon Knight was carried by Oscar Isaac. Like if Oscar yeah. Isaac wasn't in Moon Knight, I don't think that would have been as good. Quite honestly, no, no, it would not have. Uh, but back to DC. So they they announced the Elseworld stuff. Uh, yeah. Then they also uh, before they, getting into the new projects, they kind of implied what's going to happen with the new films. So uh, this year, we're still getting Shazam 2, Flash, Blue Beetle, Aquaman 2. Uh, I don't know if this is just PR speak to ensure the movies still make money. But what it sounds like is uh, what Gunn and Saffron said. It's like those actors can come back. Uh, specifically, Gal Gadot, Jason Momoa, Zachary Levi. And I don't get this Ezra Mill. I don't know if they're just saying that so the movie doesn't flop. I don't see how you can bring Ezra back as the Flash after everything Leave they have done. Leave them out of this. Let them recover, please, for the love of God. Yeah. 
Stop exploiting somebody for entertainment when they're clearly broken and in need of help and a harm to the people around them. Yeah, yeah. but it, it does sound like this is a soft reboot, though. Uh, it sounds like they're going to reboot through the Flash. So yeah. they're basically pulling what the comics do every time. So yep. in a way, the DCEU is still going to be canon, which is absolutely wild if you think about it. So they're going to have a Flash movie where he just changes the timeline. And it's just going to be this new universe he comes back to at the end of the movie. I heard there were reshoots. So I imagine the reshoots were this. I think they changed the ending. Um, and it sounds like Viola Davis is still playing Amanda Waller. So I, I, it sounds like a... I don't know what will be canon, what won't be canon. But it sounds like at least <coughs> at least some of the actors are coming over. Um, yeah. At least the yeah. ones from Peacemaker and Suicide Squad. Uh, I hope it isn't gun biased and Saffron biased, but it kind of seems that way because Peter Saffron produces uh, Shazam and Aquaman. So I don't know. Like it's it's it, it seems kind of just the successful products. Everything else is scrap. That's all they're doing. <laughs> I hate how they. I'm really curious why they didn't bring Henry Cavill back. Like why did they wanted a younger Superman apparently? But I, I, I but don't, like I don't get it. I want to see the script. I want to see the movie. I want to see what the hell James Gunn's doing with Superman, where he's like Henry Cavill wouldn't have fit this role anymore because that's yeah. basically what he said. Yeah, if um, I watch Superman Legacy and I can see Henry Cavill playing that character, I am going to James Gunn's abode <laughs> and I am going to talk to him very sternly. I'm going to say, "Hey, you, you, yeah, you." Stop it. Stop. All right. So, yeah, starting with, let's start with the Superman movie. So, the, the first movie they announced, yep. That that I may or may not walk up to James Gunn's household and pull out his last name. <laughs> that, that was. Oh, that was so bad. <laughs> that was actually bad. Okay. So, they did give two, they gave two release dates. Uh, yeah, uh, not yesterday. They gave two release dates for the DC movies. Uh, I'm going to kill you with your namesake. I'm going to kill you with your namesake. <laughs> the Batman is called The Batman Part 2. Uh, that's the official title. I guess yeah. they're going with a Godfather type thing. That one's going to open October 3rd, 2025. Exciting. And then uh, the first of the DCU projects, not the Elseworld stuff, uh, is Superman Legacy, which is going to open July 11th, 2025. Jesus. That's a ways away. That's not that far. It's only two years. That's that's a only ways away. It is quite. Jacob a had time. graduated college by that point. I that think. is absolutely yeah. wild, actually. No, that's, wait, uh, no, twenty twenty six. Never mind. Twenty twenty six. Junior year. Um, so Superman's being written by James Gunn, no director attached, but Peter Safran during um the press junket for the DCU announcements basically said he was hoping James Gunn could be persuaded to direct. I am almost, James Gunn's going to direct this movie. Like I would so? be absolutely shocked if James Gunn doesn't direct this Superman movie. Like WB wanted him, they offered him Suicide Squad or Superman. If you remember one originally when Marvel fired him and he like had a meeting with DC and he chose Suicide Squad. I feel like this is his way of doing both. Plus as some other people have pointed out, since it's the first DCU movie, Similar to uh, John Favreau with Iron Man and how he set the tone for the entire MCU, how this uh, Superman movie comes out is going to set the tone for the entire DC universe. That is nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want this. I don't want. I don't want Gunn to be too goofy about it. You know what I mean? 
I, I need him to balance out a little bit, you know, especially with DC. The other part that I'm very curious about, so James Gunn is usually gone for the obscure characters when he's, like, writing a comic book property, and that way he can, like, change it and mold it to fit what he, story he wants to tell. And that works, because, like, with characters like the Guardians of the Galaxy or the Suicide Squad or Peacemaker, those are characters that barely anyone knows, even comic book readers. So, like, most, even comic book readers are not going to get that upset if you change some of the iconography or characteristics of the characters. Like, the Guardians of the Galaxy are very different in the movies um, from what they were originally in the comics. The Guardians have basically shifted because of what James Gunn did with them in that first movie. Now, with a character like Superman, I mean, does he stick to the lore more closely? And if he changes it up, how much of a shitstorm would that open up? Like, that's the big question. He's got to stick to this. Like, that's this the only is... thing. Yeah. Now that I think about it, now that you say that, he's been subverting most of the expectations with the superheroes he's chosen up to yeah. this point. Right. He hasn't ever like fully stuck to the lore. Yeah, and he's always changed it up. Yeah. Now, you, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm curious to see if he can actually successfully pull off or like uh, like stick the landing for uh, a movie that like sticks to the lore. You know. But I will say. These guys understand Superman because here, let me read this quote uh, from Peter Safran, who's also, like I said, the other co-head of DC. Uh, The movie, it focuses on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. He is the embodiment of truth, justice in the American way. He is kindness in a world that thinks that kindness is old fashioned. Wow. I mean, that's like, that's the base. Yeah. Are we actually going to get a not evil Superman. I know, right? Once in our goddamn lifetime, like <laughs> seriously, we've had, we've been in, inundated with evil Superman. Like I, I I want I want us to be reminded of like the original. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's a very interesting concept to think what happens when you give absolute power to someone who is completely batshit insane. Uh, mm-hmm. but what if it's to someone who is, who is like good and kind and like, what is the inherent fear that is still applied to that? Cause you mm-hmm. would still be afraid of someone like that, obviously. Cause that's the Superman that Batman makes contingency plans for. He's like, Hey, he's a very kind dude. And he's like, he's, 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 he's got a good head on his shoulders, but with that power set, <laughs> Bro, it is always a frightening thought to think that maybe something goes wrong. The reason that storyline works is because you, as an audience, are like, I mean, is Batman off base here? Is he not? Like, there's enough. There should be nothing going through your head questioning. Oh, Superman's an evil individual. What makes it the question is, oh, is Batman just a paranoid guy? What if Superman turns evil, or uh, is he justified in that paranoia? Yeah. And I think yeah. that works way better if the Superman is the traditional Superman. I think. Yeah. I need Gun to do a Tower of Babel. Hundred. Yes. I was gonna yes. say that. They need to do Tower of Babel at some point. Like, I don't know. I don't care if it's, like, the middle of the 2030s. I want an adaption to Tower of Babel. Bring in Savage. Please. I want Vandal him Savage in live is such action. a great character. I want him I, in live action media. Please. Jiggle, you remember Vandal Savage, right? He was I in the Justice so. League cartoon. He was, like, the immortal guy, basically, who slept next to a meteor. 
um, basically the radio radiation from the meteor made him immortal, and he just yeah. goes oh, yeah, all throughout yeah, human guy. history. Yeah, he's so, yeah. He just yeah, tries he's conquering been... the world because he gets bored. Yeah. It's a really interesting like commentary on what immortality does to a person. Like yeah. it, it really should be. Yeah, they really should do that. Um, apparently, uh, the the African American Superman movie that they were working on with J.J. Abrams and uh, they can it. Uh, no, they're, they're still apparently working on it for Elseworlds, Elseworlds but I, I I don't know if it'll still get made. But uh, I don't know. Just throwing that out that's there. Inter- that, that, that's that was, interesting. Yeah. The, yeah, that's the other, the only other Elseworlds project besides Joker and Batman confirmed is that for now. We so shall see. does that confirm that like we'll see more than one iteration of the same character, like in at like uh, coming out I think they've the seen same. it with Batman. Like, yeah, I don't think it's yeah. Clark Kent though. It's uh, shoot, what's the name of the character? I there's a character. Oh, did oh. they actually find it? Like, because originally I think they wanted to do Black Clark Kent. Is that what they were doing? I think originally that was the plan. Um, but there you, is a black Superman. Calvin is, Ellis is the name yeah, of the character. Which is what they should be doing. I think that's I what they are doing. It, I've had it with the with the basic race swap. Make original characters for marginalized peoples. Please. Please. Yep. I can get behind yep. that. Um, then uh, the first of the TV series announced was Waller, which is like a spin-off, the Peacemaker. Uh, only confirmed cast member for now is uh, Viola Davis as Amanda Waller, which I'm so happy. One of the best castings in a comic book property ever. She, she that nails shit. that character. She, she, is, <laughs> she, is Viola, she, is, she is Amanda Waller, straight up. She's like such a great embodiment of that no-nonsense uh, really, honestly, a piece of shit character. <laughs> but like... <laughs> I don't. She, I don't mean. I don't mean piece of shit as in badly written. I mean piece of shit as in, you know, yeah. It represents the overreach of the American government, like embodied in one character, which I what, love. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> it's great because it, it's like it's like every once in a while she she'll do something and it's like oh great perfect and then literally like five minutes later you'll be like okay let's calm down. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the ending of the Suicide Squad. I won't spoil it, but. That's when I like knew. Oh my God! They could not have cast this role with anyone else. Yeah. Uh, the ending where oh she's going God. yelling at Task Force X for ignoring her. Like I I'm like that, that is moment. Amanda Waller. I love that. That moment. is Amanda Waller. Um, she's yeah. losing her shit, and you're like, it's so good. I love that moment. It's so good. Now in the video announcement, James Gunn did say members of Team Peacemaker would be in this, so I assume a bunch of those characters from that show are going to also be that's in this. That's cool. <laughs> but they aren't confirmed. Aren't confirmed. But I assume that's what they're going for. Um, next up, uh, oh, the other thing James Gunn said that I really loved. The only thing they got a release date here was Superman, and the reason for that is I don't remember where exactly within the press junket he said and where this quote comes from but apparently james gunn said we are not going to announce release dates for any of our projects until the scripts are fine-tuned basically doing something that marvel hasn't done basically thank you that's different from jesus christ wow that's such a weird thing for wb to be doing instead of disney because they need financial help they need these movies coming out i think that's why they're doing it though because like they need these movies to be good like i think they know that like you know if they put one of these movies out and it's shit they're screwed 
And I think they said they're only doing two superhero movies a year is what they're doing right now. Hey, God, please. They, that's just because of the financial low, straits. They're not in a good place. your role on the superhero But I, I, I agree. I agree with that. You know what I mean? Even if it's just the financials <clears throat> that are forcing them to freaking do that. I, I just think, like, the the overflow of superhero, like, I mean, we're getting four DC movies this year. <laughs> yeah. It's just because really? of, of the old regime spending. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, it, like, audience members are getting flooded with superhero stuff, dude. Like, yeah. we, they, I think people are getting tired of it. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and look if they what slow the high... it down, it's going to work. I and look like, what the highest longer. grossing superhero show of last year was. The Boys. Yeah, because people it are is, tired of the genre. It like, is when you take the genre and do something new and interesting with it that you get good content. Invincible, the boys of freaking of. I mean, like if you want to go back to the comic book times, Watchmen. All right, when that comic came out, revolutionary, completely. The TV show uh, won a ton of Emmys too. Like that's another yeah. recommendation for me. If you haven't watched the limited series Watchmen. Uh, get on that as well. Yeah, I need to watch that. Um, Don't listen to Alan Moore's uh, comments yeah. on anything. Any, Alan Moore anything. hates his own work, like that being adapted. I, that man hates everything and everyone. I don't. That has got to be one of the most unhappiest, one of one of the most unhappy people I've ever seen in my life. Does he not like Watchmen? Like his own, his own thing, or like? Oh, uh, he doesn't he like the his own things. He doesn't like when his own stuff is adapted. He's like, like, uh, okay. he's more strict than Stephen King in terms of adaption. Stephen King's yeah, like strict. Well, Stephen but... doesn't give a shit sometimes. He's just well, like... he got really pissed about The Shining in the eighty. Maybe he's mellowed with age. Yeah, he like... did get pissed about The Shining. However, yeah. Stephen, I hate to tell you, it's really good. That's a bop. <laughs> that movie. That movie. That movie is a smash hit, and some people I haven't read your book, Stephen, but some people say it's better than the book. I, <laughs> I don't I tell hate, him that. Don't tell him. I that. hate to be the guy to tell you this, Stephen. I hate to be the guy to tell you this. Okay, but that is a fact. Um, <laughs> another project they announced: an animated series for HBO Max. Um, I think I bet that this was already in the works with James Gunn before he was announced as the head of DC because he was working on stuff with DC beforehand. Um, cause it kind of feels like, uh, cause Weasel's in this, it's an animated show, uh, Creature Commandos are characters that were launched in the 1980s, um, here we go, uh, this is from Variety's write-up on the, uh, DCU announcement, uh, the premise of the comic is Frankenstein's monster teaming up with a werewolf, a vampire, a gorgon, um, to fight Nazis in World War II. It doesn't That's appear kinda... that Gunn's version is going to take quite the same approach, uh, Weasel is in it. And Rick Flagg Sr. is also in it. Dang. Which is, uh, Rick Flagg was played in the Suicide Squad movie brilliantly, I will add, by Joel Kinnerman. Um, yeah, wow. That, that man, they gave him, they gave him a chance. <laughs> you know? They gave him a chance again. He was actually great in that. It's, it's kind of, so they're kind of like the Howling Commandos from Marvel then, right? And I'm, I'm not talking about the original, the original ones from They kind of uh, seems that way, yeah. Yeah. Like the ones that because which, which group again? Howling Commandos. There's there's Captain America's uh, Howling Commandos, but then there's also uh, this group uh, of it's like Man Thing, Werewolf by Night, um, like Hit Monkey, that type of thing. Where yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. Um, basically, and 
Also to add, Games Gun said anyone who voices a character here is probably going to move on into live action to play that same character. So apparently yeah. these creature commando characters will cross over with the live action stuff at some point. All right. Uh, the next movie he announced was an obscure one. Uh, it's a team called The Authority, and it's an ensemble piece. Um, again, from the Variety write-up, uh, superhumans who have less than an idealistic approach to saving the world. Um, James Gunn uh, wants to bring this to life. He's been passionate about it for a while. The characters come from the Wildstore comics uh, from 1992, which was an independent entity launched under uh, current DC Comics chief Jim Lee, and ultimately, it was made an imprint of DC. Um, so I guess DC acquired these characters. Uh, the Wildstorm characters were later folded into the main universe um, when the company rebooted its continuity with the New 52 in 2011. Uh, Gunn said he and Saffron intended to do the same with the Wildstorm characters in the DCU. Um, here we go. kind of what they did with Watchmen? Like they brought uh, them into Yeah, it's kind of what they did. And so I know that Watchmen originally was was gonna be like actual DC characters instead of like originals. Like Rorschach, Rorschach was gonna be the question. Uh, Owl Man was gonna be the original Blue Beetle. Um, the comedian was gonna be Peacemaker, actually. Fun fact. Uh, <laughs> for that kind of thing. Oh, this like, is gonna be a know. violent movie. Um, it's as the characters take an end justifies the means approach. Um, Oh, there shit. are people who are very questionable, like the authority, Gunn said, who basically believe you can fix the world in an easy manner and they take things into their own hands. They're kind of like Jack Nicholson in A Few Good Men. Wow. Oh, <laughs> Christ. Christ. <laughs> Bro, they make like ideological conversations out of this that'd be completely different. Like, I guess Marvel kind of did that with Civil War to a lesser extent, yeah. but if you make that like a big deal, that's a really big oh, way God, to differentiate God. yourself. Guns coming from my brand. <laughs> like, I mean, granted, that is like the main driving force of saviors, but that's like there is at least in the third book that I'm playing, like a bit of an ideological kind of face off between two of them. Uh, what's going to be inter? I think this ensemble is probably going to be as stacked as Marvel stacked the Eternals cast, if I had to guess. Yeah, um, probably. Very interested to see who they cast. The really interesting announcement to me was this next movie they announced, The Brave and the Bold, which is a yeah. Batman movie, like a separate one in the DCU. Yeah. Um, so apparently Robert Pattinson is going to play his Batman in the Matt Reeves movie, and they're just going to have this concurrently going on. I don't know how that's going to work. I worry about audience burnout with the Batman character. They're going to have to make them very, very different individual Batman. Dude, listen, we have been inundated with hella Batman since like 2000. But we've never had two Batman series going on at the same time though like on the big screen maybe but yeah. we had like the dcau going at the same time as like chris nolan's batman or like you know arkham going at the same time as chris nolan's batman arkham going through the same time as ben affleck's batman you know you have different iterations of the character uh and i mean people love him people love this character i feel like it's very hard to get like the audience to, to get an audience tired of batman you know what i mean yeah the big deal here yeah. this is going to be the first batman film with robin since 1997's batman and robin which yeah, basically caused awesome. caused wb to say robin does not work on screen can it <laughs> basically what <laughs> no i'm saying that's basically i don't, I don't know is that, that what, that's, that's what i'm assuming I mean, i'm yeah, assuming that's probably true 
It's because they don't know how to do a good rap. They're going with Damian Wayne, though. I, I, James, yeah. Janet, I, James says he loves Damian Wayne. I'm, I, I don't hate him, but he's not my favorite Robin. Isn't Maybe. that his son with his uh, son. Talia Al Ghul in yep, the comics? Yeah, yep. yeah okay. Yep. That's what I thought. Um, basically, uh, yeah, he called James Gunn called him a little son of a bitch, an assassin, and a murderer. Um, Damian Wayne is a asshole <laughs> he is a brat to the... i want them to bring in like nightwing as a supporting character here like stuff like that like yeah like flesh out make this a world like i get bvs tried this but they really didn't do it that well make it seem like this batman's been around for a while you know yeah like we got we've gotten like the start of batman's career twice really well done We've gotten that with Chris Nolan, and we've gotten that now with Matt Reeves, like the start of yeah. Batman. I want them to establish a Batman which, where basically you can tell, like, 50 issues, 50 adventures have already happened. Yeah. And, you know? Make yep. make the asylum full. Make that as, that asylum got to be stacked. There got to be yeah. residents. <laughs> gotta, gotta Even be... more so than what Matt Reeves did, because I guess yeah. Joker's already in there. But, like, yeah, yeah. stack it up. No, the no, asylum no, no. Gotta, to... you got to stack I want to see Clayface in there, all right? I want to see Killer Croc. 100%. All right? I want to see... Well, the Penguin doesn't go there usually. I want to see Two-Face. All right? All right? Yep. Yeah, I want to see Man-Bat in there. Bring Man-Bat in the life. Bro, I want to see Man-Bat. <laughs> For live-action, Man-Bat would be wild. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did, what, what, what's the... Fire, not fire. Is it fire? Firefly. Firefly. They Firefly yeah. was gonna be uh, the it's villain a, of that Batgirl movie they canceled. Played by Brendan Fraser. And, okay, okay. I gotta say this because this also came out during the announcement. Uh, so they did ask uh, Peter Safran and James Gunn about the Batgirl movie, um, yeah. and this is oh, one of the yeah. most freaking wild quotes I've heard from a studio. Oh, I think head. I've heard this one. Yeah, it happened. Yeah. So Batgirl, okay, so Saffron and Gum were asked about it. Saffron responded, uh, Batgirl's a character that inevitably will be included in our story, he said. On the Batgirl front, it's not about late in the process of the film getting canceled. I personally <coughs> saw the movie, and there are a lot of incredibly talented people in front and behind of the camera of, on that film. But that film was not releasable. And that happens sometimes. The film was not releasable. I actually think that President of uh, WB... Uh, David Zaslav and the team made a very bold and courageous decision to cancel it because it would have hurt the DC brand and it would have hurt all those people involved with the movie. No way it was that bad. <laughs> There's no way that movie was that bad. Bro. Okay, someone's gonna have to try to leak that shit, dude. I am so curious to see what the how are they made, bro? Like, seriously. <laughs> I promise you it wasn't that bad. I I, I I don't think it was that bad. I think they're trying to save ass a little bit there. Yeah. Quite honestly. Save face. Save um, ass. <laughs> they're trying to save ass. Ruben with the bro. with the with the brilliant with the brilliant idioms over here. No, the, the the leak I saw, uh, because apparently they were test screening these movies, it scored the same as Black Adam. And unfortunately, unfortunately, the new Shazam initially scored at the same level as Batgirl and Black Adam. So we shall see how that one turns out next month. Um, <laughs> so there are people that have watched this, then. Yeah, I don't. But, like, a, but they have small amount. Yeah, but they all sign NDA, so like oh, the only thing damn. you're gonna see is from like unverified source. Here's the plot of Black Batgirl if you look it up online. Uh, here's what happened. 
Um, but again, not verified. I'll look that up later. <laughs> I'll try to find something. All right. Uh, so there were two more film projects announced. Uh, first one, Superman, two, not Superman, sorry, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Um, this is based apparently on a Tom King run of Supergirl that happened last year. So we're basically getting really close adaptions to stuff. Um, but I guess Marvel's already started doing that. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a freaking Miles Morales. Uh, but I, I think this is interesting. So it's a Supergirl who was raised on a chip of Krypton and had a very violent childhood, basically. Jesus. I mean, I guess, like, it's an interesting project. That's it's, a good dichotomy to set with with, with the Superman Clark and Kara, so. yeah. I yeah, think no, so. but I like that. The, the, the truth, justice, and the American way kind of vision and the, like, you got to do what you got to do to survive kind of like opinion like that's again like i think gun is setting some really good ideological questions here that we can really dive into about morality and what it means to be a hero and what your responsibility is to the public if you have like this type of power and authority you know yeah because a lot of the characters he picked like what's it booster gold the authority it sounds like it sounds like they're and superman and then you even this the introduction of the this new storyline to uh, Supergirl is like it's all kind of revolved around like responsibility to to like help others and like what morally is right in a situation where it's like you know well the, the chapter overall is titled gods and monsters and I don't think he li only means literal monsters like actual creatures I think he means what do you do with when you're given these abilities these powers are you a god do you like are you a benefactor to the people or do you turn into a power hungry monster? Um, mm, or yeah. I, I think that's really a dichotomy they're going to try to set here. Um, and it sounds like they're doing that with these projects. Another interesting one they're doing swamp things being made. Um, yep. And it's they a, had a show that was apparently they did. Good and it was canceled like an episode in it was on a, when DC had their own streaming service, like five years ago for like a month. I forgot about that. <laughs> they had a streaming service? They oh did. Oh, my God, they yeah. They did. DC had their own streaming service. That's where Titan started before it moved to HBO. I'm telling those AT&T guys had no idea what they were doing. Like, I don't know what the hell they What were do you doing. mean? That was an act of brilliance. <laughs> they knew exactly what they were doing. They were thinking three steps ahead of all of us, Ruben. Uh, Would you have even heard about Titans if it weren't for the fact that it was that it, I can't I can't keep this up. That was a stupid. The genre is horror. What the? Yeah, they're going with a full on horror movie. Um, and the director that's rumored to be attached to this is James Mangold, of uh, Wolverine, Logan, Four uh, V Ferrari. Uh, this summer's new Indiana Jones movie. Great director. A uh, walk the, the line. line. Yeah, that's another when one. I walk the line. Don't forget walk the line. Uh, he's done 310 to Yuma. He's, like, one of the best directors working today. And if he comes in and does his own Swamp thing, I mean, I'm going to be hyped. That might be, like, my most hyped project, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so Swamp Thing's basically an individual. I don't remember the entire origin, but Swamp Thing is a guy who's killed near a swamp. The swamp overtakes his body, and he basically becomes one with the green. Yeah. They call um, it the green specifically. Yeah, they do call it the that. green. Yeah, they like, do. Like that's not that's not just like a that's not just like a saying, you know, you know, that that's a real thing. <laughs> uh Jacob, any comments on Swamp Thing before we move on to the TV shows real quick? 
Um, I mean, I don't know much about Swamp Thing, uh, to be honest. And um, the only thing I really know about him is uh, he's a badass character in Injustice. <laughs> His moveset's crazy, bro. <laughs> All right, but like, throwing um, hands, hands, yeah, yeah. man. But it seems like an interesting character. Um, and I'm kind of intrigued because it's kind of a unique ability. You know, there's not no not too many superheroes that like I guess control like what is it plants kind of. I mean, besides like poison ivy and stuff like that. Besides so, poison well, ivy, man thing. Uh... <laughs> okay, shut up, shut up. But you know what I mean? I'm gonna we be very interested. Yeah. Hasn't been that many screen adaptations, except of, for man thing, poison ivy. Uh... <laughs> man, th- man thing. What? Where? When? Werewolf by night. I haven't oh, watched shit. that still. I, I still need to watch it. Still, yeah, but he's in it. Okay. It's like the one MCU thing I haven't watched. You yet. got me there. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, there are three more oh, yeah. projects they were, they announced in addition to the ones we've already talked about. Um, so three other TV shows. Uh, first up, Paradise Lost, which is set on the island of Themyscira. Um, they called it a Game of Thrones story um, set before the birth of Diana on the island. It is basically what Peter Saffron called it was the political intrigue behind a society of all women. Uh, Gunn said, how did that come about? Uh, what's the origin of the island of all women? What are the beautiful truths and the ugly truths behind all of that? And what's the scheming like between the different power players in that society? That is going to be interesting. <laughs> so, I think, yeah. Yeah. They're really diving into some heady stuff here, dude. Like if they pull I like off, it, yeah. yeah. If they pull it off, I think they might overtake. They could overtake the MCU, especially They're, in the I next few so. years. They are going to if they keep this up. Um, depends yeah. on how Marvel sticks the landing with their next the big crossover. Uh, we shall see. And we shall see with Ant-Man, because Ant-Man introduces Kang. And if that sticks the landing there, I feel like we're in for another good little yeah, but set if of they, movies. If they don't, ooh. Oh, it's going to be rough if they don't stick the landing. Oh, if they don't stick that landing, man. I'll Especially because uh, the writer of Quantum Mania is going to go on the right, I think, Kang Dynasty. That's the Jesus. attached writer. Um, so we shall see. Uh, next up, uh, Booster Gold, one of the yes. characters I yes. felt that James Gunn was going to All adapt. Uh, really great character. Um, I don't remember the episode of the Justice League Unlimited where he's on. If one of you could look that up while I'm going through this. Yeah, um, right. But that's a hard recommend for Booster Gold. That's one of my favorite animated superhero stories there. Uh, that Booster Gold 20 minutes of that character study. Actually really well done. Brave and the Bold also has a Booster, Booster Gold. also Booster, in the Brave and the Bold. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Uh, he's in episode seven of season one. Okay, thank you, Jay. Uh, yeah, the greatest story never told. Never told the greatest story yeah. never told. Um, yeah. So Booster Gold is an individual from the twenty fifth century, um, who is kind of a douchebag, a disgraced person in the future. He grabs a bunch of future technology and then jumps back in time so he can actually be idolized the way he wants to. So I it's like love that. Dude. It's such a great concept. Like how the <laughs> how the hubris, the arrogance of one person causes his collapse in the future and he wants to massage that ego so much he goes back in yeah. time to be a superhero. He, he wants to be like a messiah to these people. It's gonna be that that's a, such an interesting hero's story too like a hero's journey. Like going from like 
like it would be great to see this character going from like oh i i need to do this for me to being like okay i need to do this for others you know what i mean like that kind of growth is could could be very interesting to see like over several movies or over several projects and it's hilarious to begin with too it's just that because it's just this it's a hilarious has, concept because he's such a douchebag <laughs> and he hardly does anything it's mostly freaking oh god what's his name Skeets, What's, the little Skeets. robot. Yeah, the Skeets, little robot. my boy. He has a little robot who does everything. It's it's like the Hong Kong Fooey dynamic where the yeah, cat's doing the, everything. It's the it's the cat dynamic, <laughs> but less of a or, cartoon dynamic. But yeah, where where Hong Kong Fooey is kind of just just flailing about and, and, and messing shit up, and then this dude comes in and is like, "All right, all right, let's let's just <laughs> let's put up, let's just clean this." I'm up telling you, right? If they cast this character right in the writing. Whoever they get to write this is pitch perfect. This could be one of the better superhero shows we'll ever see. Yeah. I this am could, that confident in that character. They, you know what? This, like, could, they, yeah. this could put him into like an a, into the A-list of, of heroes. Because right now he's still like C-tier, I think. Like, Such I think a good character. To, like, he's a great character. He's, a great <laughs> he's, not, he's character. not well known. I mean, if not he's known general, to comic readers, but not really to the general to, public. To comic readers and then people like us who watch superhero shows growing up. Yep. Okay, and then finally, the final project they talked about was uh, Lanterns. Um, they were working on a Green Lantern show with uh, the guy who did a bunch of the CW stuff, Greg Berlanti. This is not that project. That project is dead. Uh, this is a completely <laughs> new thing. Um, we murdered him because he worked for the CW. We have killed him. His remains are being used to power the new, pa the new facilities. Uh <laughs> so... Greg's show apparently, according to Saffron, was more of a space opera, and they're going more—they're going with a true detective terrestrial-based investigation, yeah. which I don't know. I mean, I guess if they go to some different planets, okay, but I guess they're trying to keep the budget low on this as well, probably. Yeah. Um, so the show is focused on two of the Green Lanterns that are most well known: Hal Jordan, which everyone who's read a comic loves. And then uh, kids like us, well, we're not really kids anymore, but guys like us who grew up in the 2000s know uh, the other one, uh, John Stewart. My boy, John, baby! Yep. Phil Lamar! Who was can, we get, <laughs> can we get a quick shout-out for Phil Lamar? Can we get a quick shout-out for Phil Lamar real quick? Ruben, put in a, put in a round of applause. Ruben, put in a round of applause right here. Right here. Like, put, put like, a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, a, like, a, like canned laughter or, like, you know, for, 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 for my boy. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Um, <laughs> so John Stewart's an ex-Marine and one of DC's first black superheroes. Um, and they're investigating a mystery. And apparently this mystery that they're investigating is going to be a big part of whatever main story they're telling. So my assumption there is whatever the Green, the Green Lantern uh, show is going to lead directly into the Justice League would be my guess. Yeah. Whatever the first Justice League movie is. Are we going to have two Green Lanterns in a Justice League then? Or... I mean, I don't think they kill one, one of them off. Yeah, I was about to say, is one of these If they kill one of them die. off, it'd be Hal Jordan, and a bunch of people would be pissed. There's no way they kill Jon Stewart. Yeah. Like, that'd be shocking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, the, well I don't know, actually. Do. Do, they, do they kill? I, I could actually see them killing one of these guys off. Yeah. I mean, honestly, now that you said it. Um, God, why yeah. couldn't they put fucking freaking Gardner in there? <laughs> that one was that that's just too that. obvious you know that's he's that, dying that's not that hard of a decision you're just like oh gardner's dead nobody likes that guy <laughs> that is a piece of shit but no here's a twist you make him likable in this show you rewrite his you rework his characters so where he's actually good so you're like oh you know what i think and then you kill him 
you teach a hard life lesson. The people that you love, they will die. All right. So the people that you care about, dead. Final question for both of you. Out of all the projects that were announced, I think it was like 10 total, uh, what are you guys the most excited for out of all the DC projects they talked about? I'm kind of, I'm not going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to hit you out of left field with yeah. this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go uh, for Just it. because uh, as, as longtime listeners will know, I am working on my own kind of like superhero sci-fi kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I mean, it's more, it, it takes more of a religious approach to the entire thing, but it also has this entire kind of like, okay, with these powers, what do you do? What is your purpose? How do you save the world? In what way? I'm looking forward to the authority because I feel Ooh. like it's going to be, I think, I feel like it's going to be grappling with this kind of stuff. They're characters that we haven't seen yet. You know, they're, they're, they're characters I haven't seen. I'm always excited when there's like a new superhero property and it's like, oh, I've never heard of this person before. You know, so you could you see. could read the comic. That too. Cause it, I feel, yeah, yeah, I feel like it'd be, I, I, you know, I, I feel like it's, it's going to be a good show. I feel like there's a lot of interesting stuff you can grapple oh, with. Oh, The Authority is a movie. It's a movie. Yeah. Oh, movie. It's going to yeah. be a good movie. Cause you get, you get to grapple with a lot of these questions that, you know, you don't, you don't get to grapple with, with mainline superheroes. Like these are more questions asked by things like the boys or, or, or invincible, these deconstructions, but seeing that deconstruction within the framework of a established comic book universe is, I'd say is pretty interesting. So I'm kind of excited for that. I mean, also booster gold, but I'd say booster very close second. Yeah. I really need, let's get, you know what? At the end of this, I, I, I want to know who you guys want to play Booster Gold. I, I, after yeah, we, we, Gold. we can go. We can go through that next. Say, that's my that's my most anticipated Booster Gold. Booster Gold. Yeah, just because of the concept, I, I, right? I, the concept is great, and I, I don't know. It's just so different too. I, I love it. I, I just love like the 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 things that you can do with the character. There's so many things you can do with the character and stuff that's original. Again, not like stuff that we haven't seen before. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think that's what we all want. Like new stuff. We just want something, we want something familiar, but something that kind of pushes the envelope. I feel like that's what everyone wants out of like established genres. You want something yeah. that you want you want something that like makes you remember the, the the greatest moments of that genre. But you want something that kind of questions or challenges some of those conventions as well. Which is why people love things like Unforgiven or 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 Logan. You know. Yeah. Yep. One, uh, a, one a Western, one a superhero movie, just both taking something that we know, giving more of it, but also being like, hey, let's take a step back, see what's really happening under all of this, all, all of this simulacra of, um, of, 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 of like um, heroics. And, and yeah, I, I feel like that's where that sentence needs to end because I cannot think of the proper words. <laughs> Uh, for me personally, it's also Booster Gold, Jacob. I'd say Booster yeah. Gold, just because of the concept of the character. It's very different. And I feel shoot. like you can write such a good arc, and I feel like that character is like right in James Gunn's wheelhouse of someone obscure, but at the same time, someone you could tell a really emotional story. I would be very would be happy if that. James Gunn attached himself to that next after he did Superman, but we shall see. Um, I'm also. Um, less excited, but like second would probably be the Superman movie for me. We haven't gotten in my lifetime a really great Superman movie, quite honestly. We have the Christopher Reeve stuff, 
Oh, well, I mean, Man of Steel. Man of Steel. What am I talking about? I was about, about? to kill. I was about to stab him. Man of oh Steel. God. Okay, okay. Let me let me rephrase. We <laughs> haven't gotten a really great traditional Superman. There we go. There we, we go. Like Man of Steel. True. Man Man of Steel is a different type of Superman, and it really works for that. But I kind of want to see what all the hoopla was about about the Superman that everyone loved in the '80s. Like those yeah. movies work still, but they're not. For a modern audience, like give, not, me, give me some all star Superman. You know? That's the thing. I want all star Superman, and I think they said they're gonna base it partially off of that. Yeah. And then Batman. I'm very curious to see what a live action Robin looks like in the 2020s. Like, can you yep. pull that off? <laughs> I mean, technically, there is already a live action Robin in the 2020s. I mean, uh, on the screen. I, on, want, on the I want a live action Robin. Batman mashup. Yeah, there we go. Robin and Batman. You haven't gotten that. You haven't gotten that Robin and Batman. That yeah, we have not gotten. I, I, I know that Damien is probably the easiest one to do, all things considered, with this. Yeah, with this storyline. Because I, I, I don't know. You really, um, I feel like nowadays Bro, they do Red Hood. I would flip out though. I didn't need to do Red Hood. <laughs> Um, and you have the League of Shadows already established. If you yeah, have through Damian this movie, yeah. yeah. Oh my so god! I, if the sequel's like an Under the Red Hood, I would be dude, so hype. Oh I would be so hype, dude. It'd be amazing. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like in modern day, we can't really show the older Robins in the Robin stage as much anymore. You know, like yeah, it's kind of hard to do. Yeah, because if we see Dick Grayson or Jason or Jason Todd, they are Nightwing, and oh, Jacob's gone. They are. Oh no, he's bad. They are Nightwing and Red Hood, and Damian Wayne is is usually is like the Robin now. Like he is Robin. Like he's the Robin that you see. Everyone else is. But you know who we haven't seen in a while? I haven't seen Tim Drake in a minute. What happens to Tim? Tim Drake become anyone after Red he stops being? Okay. So I they, mean, they Red could... Robin. Yes. <laughs> I'm not lying to you. That is what it becomes. I wonder, I mean, they did say they'll bring in the Bat Family. I do wonder if they'll bring in the Bat Family within this first project or not, even in, like, a small role. Like, I, I could think... see, like, Nightwing or something. Well, they yeah. said it's based off of what, whose run was it? It's based off of Grant Morrison's run. So maybe I'll take a look at that and see who's actually in that. Of, I've heard of that writer. Um, uh, but, yeah, no. He's um, done a bunch of stuff. I've heard the name a lot, too. Yeah. We we need the Bat Family in live action, for God's sake, please. That is such a great dynamic. I they love tried that. Characters. They tried that in the in the nineties. Did not really work out. We don't talk about that attempt. We do not talk about that. <laughs> oh, he's worked on a bunch of stuff. He Grant has, Morrison has Doom Patrol. Yep. He's done Green Lantern. He did oh, All -Star he Superman. did All Star Superman. He Grant Morrison. Oh, that's did, yeah. why I know his freaking name. Great comic. But yeah. I mean, you can't really go all in on with the All-Star, because I know that in that storyline, I think Superman dies, doesn't he? He gets, like, a cancer. Well, isn't, like, the sun... Something's happening to the sun. I gotta read the comic. I, I think, don't want to be yeah, an actor. I think, I, think, I think that he's, like, he's got, like, an illness or an ailment that means that his time as Superman is coming to an end, or his time alive is coming to an end. One of the two. But, like, something's happening. Okay, uh... I know I said final question a couple times, but this is another interesting angle we haven't really talked about. Do you think any of the cast that's in the current DCU besides the Peacemaker characters is going to carry over for sure? Um, I'd I say really, maybe Shazam if that movie's good. Um, I think I think that um, 
I think Gunn has a point with Shazam, though, that it really is kind of its own little thing, and it's not yeah. that hard to bring it in. Because it's... It, does Shazam even They even like show Superman's of... face in that movie. I fe- yeah. That worked out for them in the end. The yeah. fact that Henry Cavill said no saved Shazam potentially. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I don't know. Because, I mean, Shazam is... There's no connection no connection. They Besides, never mention Shazam in one of the DCEU movies, and Shazam like mentions like Batman and which Superman. Which is absolutely there, wild like, when you realize they made a full feature film out of Shazam's main antagonist. What a yep. freaking arrogant asshole. How do you not connect Shazam to Black Adam Rock? Like, seriously. <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah, oh, this character's too it's big just... to have another... It's like, no, you're I actually asshole. think... You, I think he'd still be playing Black Adam if he would have connected with Superman. I'm sorry, Shazam, quite honestly. Quite yeah. honestly. If he would have done that, they would probably would have been like, Yeah, yeah, we can bring you in. Yeah, we can we can we can and have the crossover. So effing stubborn. Icarus. Yeah. Icarus, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then yeah. Oh, Jacob, did you have something to add? No, I'm just saying like that Black Adam casting was not good. Yeah. I don't know. The wrong that was a 2000s cast, and you gotta yep. understand. I, I don't remember which one of you two said it, but uh, I think the guy who played uh, Nacho in Better Call Saul, Michael Mando, as uh, Black Adam, I think one of you two said it. I think uh, it was Jonathan. Did I say that? You might have. I, or, I the, don't remember saying that. But that guy as... I don't know or maybe Nacho it was someone is, else. So I don't think it was so me. Maybe it was someone else. Um, but he was the guy who played Scorpion in Spider-Man Homecoming, remember? Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him is Black Adam. If they do like reboot Black Adam soon, I mean, he's kind of—he's not that big of a guy, though. He can bulk up some. And oh no, I mean the—it's not the bulking that's the problem. <laughs> oh, the height. I mean, yeah. they got away with it with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, but that's because he's in an iron suit half the time. That yeah, is true. That's true. Okay, and you said you wanted to ask who should play Booster Gold. Yeah, who would you guys want? To okay, play I'm gonna—I'm gonna be out of left field, and I think. John has commented that he will bring over some of the cast he's worked with before. Don't say right? Pratt. I think Don't Chris Pratt. I think Pratt. Chris. Pratt. No. Yeah, Chris Pratt could play this role. Chris Pratt could play this role. Oh, God, no. It would be completely different from him. It could reinvent him. Okay. It would be. I, I feel like he. He could. Yeah, he'd be forced to try again. <laughs> he's not a bad actor. He's um, not. That's why I'm upset. I, see, I could see him, I could see him playing it. I actually keep, could see him playing that they role. They keep giving him these underhand passes where he doesn't have to do much. You know what I mean? You had someone in mind though. You're the one who brought it up, right? That like, him, Cook, uh, Ryan Gosling. Ooh. <laughs> oh man, that's at, oh that's great. Yeah, guys. Yeah. Especially, especially, am... especially best off his performance from Nice Guys. Like I I'm would gonna love, say, I want to see Ryan again. Jill and Hall. That's Jill what and I was going to say. That's Are what you kidding me? took my thunder. Sorry, Jake. Sorry, Jake. <laughs> I was Jake. about to say Jake Gyllenhaal as Booster Gold. Oh, my I God. Would, I could see that, really too. Oh, any three of those, I think, would really work. I think Gosling's the one. That, that's my favorite out of the ones we brought up. Yeah. Uh, I feel, yeah. Gyllenhaal being a second, I think. Pratt being a third. Uh, yeah. But 
Yeah, because we haven't seen Gosling in anything, you know? And, well, well, Gosling doesn't do very many big budget things. We'll see if Marvel... There's rumors Marvel might cast him. There's, like, always been rumors Marvel might cast him. Yeah, but that's um, been, like, an ongoing rumor for a while now. Who knows? Everyone in Hollywood's going to play a Marvel character at some point, I feel. Yeah. Like, we're at that point. I think, uh, isn't it rumored that Bob Odenkirk's going to be in Wonder Man and everything? Like, I, I, I remember reading <laughs> that somewhere. Um, that's not official. That's not official yet. Um, but that is rumor. All right. Uh, to wrap up the podcast, uh, I do want to talk about the return of a childhood favorite of ours. Um, this is our, our quaint quintessential section. Um, okay. and oh, wait, they, we got to play the theme. There we go. Okay. Beautiful. Um, yeah. So <laughs> this show uh, turned 15 this year. Uh Wait, what? Phineas and Ferb. Oh. Phineas and Ferb has turned 15 recently. Uh, one of our childhood favorites. Um, and it is now confirmed that Phineas and Ferb is being revived at the Disney Channel. Uh, uh, they are renewing 15 it. 15 years? Yeah. Oh, sweet. This, it's called the quaint quintessential for a reason. It's like oh. when we bring up old stuff. Um, but Phineas and Ferb has been renewed uh, for two new seasons, uh, 40 episodes total. Um, the original cast is not confirmed yet. Uh, Dan Pobbenmeyer, one of the co-creators, is confirmed. Uh, his partner, Swampy Marsh, is not confirmed yet. Swampy, either. Swampy come back, baby. Come on. Um, <laughs> who is going to play Major Monograph? Uh, yeah, yeah. But I think, I don't know, Dan kept uh, Phineas and Ferb pretty relevant through social media. And I think everyone with the memes also kept it relevant. People um, love that show. People love Doofen that show. Smarts kept that entire thing relevant. That uh, is one of the best. I'm not, maybe, okay. Okay, maybe I'm reaching here. That is one of the best fictional characters created in the last decade. In the last Doofen two Doofen Smarts truly is. One of the best, all right? <laughs> Hilarious, yep. freaking heart of gold. Like, I, I love, dude, it's just such a well-written and, and funny character, you know? And, and he he's so he's so lovable that literally everything, almost every show that, that Dan and Swamp, Swampy do, they got to bring in. They got to bring in Doof, you know what I mean? <laughs> they got to work him in. I wonder, okay, so here's the big question, because they haven't really talked about this. Do you guys think they will pick up within that same summer and do like a prequel to the finale? Or, and it's the option I personally prefer, do you think they move forward and do a different time? Like the neck, even like if it's the next summer. Um, I think they do like next summer. I think they're just, they, you gotta jump ahead after the ending of that show. Yeah. Jacob? The, oh my God, I love that ending. Yeah, yeah, I think they should like jump to the, you know, and like do it directly after the show, kind of. Oh, like the school bit. year? You think the school year? That that could also be interesting. Yeah. Like, like weekends during the school year, what do Phineas and Ferb do? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Something like that. JQ, what 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 would you do? I jump I jump ahead a few years. A few summers? Like do you have it take place on another summer or Yeah, I would jump yeah, I would jump ahead a few a few summers in advance just so that we you know, I mean the voice cast is getting older too. Um I mean they're all 
They're, they they were all already like in their in their twenties. I think the show like, lasted so long. I don't think they expected it to be such a big hit. Like, nah, <laughs> no, because by all rights, a show like that should have failed. It is the same plot again and again. It was rejected by every single network. I think even like Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, all of them yeah. said no to it. Disney oh, said yeah. no to it the first time too, and eventually like said yes. Yeah. I love this. I don't know if we've talked about that. I'm pretty sure we've talked about this on the podcast. I think we talked about it when we talked about Candace versus the universe. But the way that that show works is that Phineas and Ferb technically are not the main characters. Like, it, it really is. Like, because they are, they're doing the same shit all the time. Yeah. It's really Doofenshmirtz and Candace that you kind of grow through, grow through as an audience. Like, you see them develop and you see them, like, go through like different trials and learn different things from each failure um so it, it it's kind of funny like how it's a very on the surface it's a very straightforward show yeah but like there's so much happening under the hood that met that makes it like i would make that makes it the classic that it is you know yeah like there's a reason it's lasted the test of time even though it's only been 15 years um god 15 years you guys remember watching the first pilot right after the High School Musical well, 2 ended? I don't remember if I was there. Jacob, you no. were there. I just think you were too young to remember. But like, Yeah, so I, uh, last year was 15 years from that pilot, I think. I think when yeah. it premiered in 2008 fully is when yeah. it just turned 15. Damn. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, that pilot, man... And I think that's what really launched the show off. Like, yeah. they, they had their pilot right next to one of the biggest TV broadcasts ever that's not the Super Bowl, which was High School Musical 2, if you look it, actually, it up. Yeah. I think it was the biggest TV broadcast that year that wasn't the Super Bowl. Can you believe we were a part of that? <laughs> yeah, we were. <laughs> we, 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 we were a part of that, baby. It's those High School Musical movies, man. They really captured the minds of a watch, generation. I didn't even watch the third one until last May with my now ex girlfriend. You hadn't watched it before? No, I never seen the third one. So. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I think I saw it on. I think it was on Netflix before. Yeah, shout out Rachel. I mean, we don't have Fuck. to. <laughs> Jesus, there it is. All right, and that's our show. Uh, our, Jacob, did you have anything to add? Sorry, I should have checked. No, nah, no, nah, I did not. Okay. Have anything to add. Cool. Um, yes. Join us next time. Um, I imagine. I think next time will probably be Ant Man. Actually. Yeah. So woohoo! Next time we'll be talking about the winners of the Super Bowl, which will not be the Dallas Cowboys. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Make it. Stop making fun of me. Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys choked again in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, what a surprise. That doesn't Don't, surprise me. Oh, my God. The noose cut out the airway. Oh, Our it, bitter rivals, like uh, the Eagles, are in the Super Bowl again. Um, and the why, Chiefs. Why are, why are they your bitter rival? Why? They're in the They're same, in the same division. division. They're in the same uh, division. Yeah. yeah. the Cowboys. Uh, okay. Jacob, who I, wins I, the Super Bowl? Jonathan, you have no opinion because you don't really watch football, I guess. Yeah, uh, I do that. Chiefs, wins? Eagles, Chiefs, Eagles. Who wins? I think the Eagles win. Ooh, I yeah, I think the Eagles win too. I, I want the Chiefs to win though. I do the, want the Chiefs to win, but I think the Eagles are going to win. I'm thinking yeah. the Bengals win. They got knocked out. <laughs> You're so funny. Yeah, I heard that that was one of the worst officiated games. <sighs> people, people, people use some some extreme terms. Um, it was a little controversial though. But uh, the uh, but the play at the end that was a penalty. 
like what how that game ended was he did push Patrick Mahomes when he was already out of bounds. So I don't feel like there should be controversy there. Um, all right, and we will talk about any cool Super Bowl ads that come out, uh, including Fast X Family should have its first Fast trailer. Fasten your seatbelts. Fasten your seatbelts. Fasten your seatbelts. Family. 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 Family.